Welcome to, to AfroSaya. AfroSaya. Hello, everyone. Welcome to AfroSaya, the Afro Latino podcast. Today in our show, we will continue with our journey throughout South America. As we intend, this is a podcast about blackness in the Americas. We will share a little bit of history, music, culture, and more. Our guest for today is Afro Peru. Let's begin. Once again, welcome to Afro Saya, the Afro Latino podcast. I'm Alex Gutierrez. Today in our show, we will talk about Afro Peruvians who are citizens of Peru. Peru is a beautiful country located in South America. The official name is Republica del Peru. It shares borders with Ecuador, Colombia, Brazil, Bolivia, and Chile. Peru is an extremely biodiverse country with habitats ranging from arid temperatures to the Andes Mountains, vertically extending from the north to the southeast of the country to the tropical Amazon basin, rainforests in the east with the Amazon River. Peru is well known for its ancient cultures. Peru was once home of the Inca Empire, the largest and most sophisticated state in pre-Columbian America. The Spanish Empire conquered the region in the 16th century and established a viceroyalty that encompassed with most of its South American colonies, with its capital in Lima. Peru formally proclaimed independence in 1821, and following the military campaigns of José de San Martín and Simón Bolívar and the decisive Battle of Ayacucho, Peru secured independence in 1824. The first Africans arrived with the conquistadors in 1521, mostly as slaves. Between 1529 and 1537, when Francisco Pizarro was granted permits to import 363 slaves to colonial Peru, 
a large group of Africans were imported to do labor for public construction, building bridges, and road systems. They also fought alongside the conquistadors as soldiers and workers as personal servants. Over the course of slave trade, approximately 95,000 slaves were brought into Peru, with the last group arriving in 1850. Often slaves were initially transported to Cuba and Española, from where traders brought them to Panama and the Vice-Royalty of Peru. Planters and others also purchased slaves in Cartagena, Colombia, or Veracruz, Mexico at trade fairs, and they returned to Peru with the new slaves imported by slave ships. As a result of the new laws in 1548 and the influence of the denunciation of abuses against Native Americans by Friar Bartolomé de las Casas, slaves gradually replaced Native at the encomiendas. Slave owners in Peru developed preferences to have slaves from specific areas of Africa, believed to have certain characteristics. They wanted to have slaves of one area who could communicate with each other. They believed slaves from Guinea, from the Senegal River, down to the slave coast, were easier to manage and have marketable skills. They already knew how to plant and cultivate rice, citrus fruit, and train horses. The slave owners also preferred slaves from the areas stretching from Nigeria to eastern Ghana. The slave owners' third choice was for slaves from Congo, Mantinga, Cambado, Misanga, Mozambique, Madagascar, Terra Nova, Mina, and Angola.
Today, what's the reflection of Afro-Peruvians? The following data is coming from the World Bank, and it says, Half of Afro-Peruvians have been insulted at least once on the streets, whereas four of every ten have felt discriminated against in their workplace or in shops or public spaces. This data is part of the Center for Afro-Peruvian Studies and Promotion, a nonprofit organization in Peru, which reports that despite some progress, Afro-Peruvians continue to be invisible to the government as well as much of society. The country's international image is tied mainly to its Incan heritage, to Machu Picchu, and to the indigenous population. And it's an image that ignores the diversity and complexity of the human geography of Peru, especially Afro-Peruvians. If this population is mentioned at all, it's only in reference to music or sports figures. This is something which many Afro-Peruvians believe only reinforces stereotypes. An Afro-Peruvian woman told in a video proudly Afro-Peruvians that she doesn't dance, doesn't cook, doesn't play any musical instrument. And people kept saying to her, quote-unquote, how could you be black? You are a fake. Tenía siete años apenas, apenas siete años. ¿Qué siete años? No llegaba cinco siquiera. De pronto unas voces en la calle me gritaron negra. Negra, 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 negra. Soy acaso negra, me dije. Sí. ¿Qué cosa es ser negra? Negra. Racism and exclusion isn't new for Afro-descendants, but Afro-Peruvians are also statistics. They live mainly in urban areas, and according to a survey, 70% of Afro-Peruvians who became ill in the past year did not seek any medical attention due to the lack of access and perceived discrimination. Of that group, 27.7% suffer from chronic health problems. The last time a racial variable was included in the census to identify the numbers of Afro-Peruvians was in 1940s. Recently, efforts are being made to include this group in national statistics. This discrimination is not only a question of racism, but also of real consequences in the lives of many people who are excluded from society and who cannot exercise their most basic rights. The Ombudsman Office reported that compared with the rest of the population, Afro-Peruvians fall behind in areas such as health, education, and employment opportunities. A clear example of this reality occurs in the city of Piura, where 26% of Afro-Peruvian children are not enrolled in schools. Peru is making efforts to remedy this situation. In November of 2013, the Minister of Culture and the Ambushment Office conducted the first national survey specifically targeting Afro-Peruvian 
households. It was hoped that this survey provided detailed information that could serve as a baseline for the 2017 national census, which included questions to validate ethnic and racial information throughout the country. Well, people, there you have it. Afro-Peruvians. Como ellos decían, negra. Y retrocedí, negra. Como ellos querían, negra. Yo di mis cabellos y mis labios gruesos y miré apenada mi carne tostada y retrocedí, negra. Y retrocedí, negra, 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 negra. Y pasaba el tiempo y siempre amargada seguía llevando a mi espalda mi pesada carga. Y como pesaba Me alací el cabello Me polvé la cara Y entre mis entrañas siempre resonaba la misma palabra Negra, 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 negra Hasta que un día que retrocedía, retrocedía y que iba a caer Adelante, no quiero laciar mi cabello. No quiero. Y voy a reírme de aquellos que por evitar, según ellos, que por evitarnos algún sinsabor, llaman a los negros gente de color. ¿Y de qué color? Negro. ¿Y qué lindo suena? Negro. ¿Y qué ritmo tiene? Negro, 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 al fin, al fin comprendí. Al fin. Ya no retrocedo. Al fin. Y avanzo segura. Al fin. Avanzo y espero. Al fin. Y bendigo al cielo porque quiso Dios que negro azabache fuese mi color y ya comprendí. Al fin. Ya tengo la llave. Negro. If you want to know more about Afro-Peruvians, I would like to propose the following. First, if you are outside Peru, look for information online about Afro-Peruvians. That will alert the internet browsers and it will start collecting information and it will become more visible for other people. Second, Participate of events and seminars where Afro-Peruvian's culture is the central topic. And very important, ask questions, be an active listener. Third, share information about Afro-Peruvians. If you are on Facebook, make friends with Afro-Peruvian organizations. Ask them about events and share their stories, photos, and videos. Finally, if you are in Peru, recognize that Peru is also negra. There is a lot to talk, but if you have questions or you want to know something about Afro-Peruvians and we didn't cover, you can email me at afrocontacto at gmail.com afrocontacto at gmail.com or go to afrosaya.com and get in touch with us. With that, let's open the segment Afro-Mail. 
I want to shout out to the people that are contributing financially to our show. We still have five awesome Patreons that are supporting us. We call them Sayantis. So thank you so much for your contribution. If you want to become a sponsor for our show, you can go to Patreon, spells P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, and search for Afro Saya. And you can support with $1, $3, $5, or with whatever you can. And you will become part of our exclusive community of Afro Saya. I want to shout out to a very special friend. He is from Peru, and his name is Edson Perez. He was once my boss and co-worker, and I can't thank him enough for his contribution to my project. Muchas gracias, Edson. I want to thank to the people who are following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you for the likes and comments on Facebook. That's super special. That means that you are checking on us, and that's very, very special. Thank you. We also have some videos on YouTube. If you search for Afro Saya Podcast, you will see our awesome videos. We have comments over there and likes and dislikes. And we have a video with more than 50,000 views. So you better check us out. <laughs> we have more people listening to us as well. So thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. I recently was in Gold and Liberty High School, and I had the opportunity to share information about my podcast with my students. So if you are one of them listening to this podcast today, welcome and thank you. I also have classmates who are listening to this podcast. So thank you, chicas. Bienvenidas. I hope you will stay with us and learn with us and also recommend the podcast to your friends and family. We're hoping to continue the conversation about blackness in the Americas. Our community on Instagram continues growing. That's super awesome. So if you are on social media, follow us. We are as Afro Saya across all social media. And finally... To close the show, I want to shout out to some good friends from Peru. First, to my friend Gianmarco Medina Gamarra. He is an Afro-Peruvian who I met a few years ago, and I know he has been a public advocate for Afro-Peruvians. So, fuerza hermano, and I hope to see you again. Also, shout out to my friend Christian Eloy Vasquez Peña and Germani Ojeda and all of the awesome people of the winter program 2009. I spent five awesome weeks with Peruvian people in Arizona at the University of Arizona in Tucson or Tucson, right? <laughs> and maybe in another episode, I will share what we were doing in Arizona. But it was amazing and good friendship and I still get in touch with many of them. So shout out, guys. Shout out to you. So I hope you're still keeping up with your English as well. Um, I also I also have been myself in Lima. I've been in Cusco, Machu Picchu, Puerto Maldonado. And as you guys probably know, La Paz City and Puno in Peru are the closest city. There is a borderline between two countries, so it's called Desaguadero. And I have to say, 
Peruvian people are super awesome. Bolivia and Peru used to be one country, and I believe it should remain as such, especially if we think about culture, language, traditions, and many other aspects in, in society. We are more similar than any other country in South America. But that's me, and that's my opinion. So, <laughs> okay, let's go to recommendations. In this episode, I only want to recommend two books. The first one is Don Quixote de la Mancha by Miguel Cervantes and Historia de la Literatura Americana by Pedro Shimose. Those two books are full with information about the Americas. Well, Don Quixote de la Mancha is a classic. It's a fiction, and I recommend to anyone interested in the Spanish literature. Um, yeah. And with that, let's hang out again in our next episode. How about that? We will have all the links and information available to you in afrosaya.com. And if you want to know more about the music we play in this show, get in touch with us at afrosaya.com. See you next time. Bye-bye. Historia. Afrosaya. Conocimiento. Identidad.